Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Uh, today, I'm going to hit the mailbag. I uh, get emailed almost every day, and uh, I try to re- return them. However, some of them are long and enduring, and I just can't bring myself to write books. I know some people sit in front of a computer for hours or type at their phone. I can't do that. If it's anything more than yes, no, maybe, or you know, one sentence, I can't do that. But I'm willing to do it over the radio for multiple reasons. One is that I'm able to articulate a much finer degree of answer, in most cases, verbally than in writing. And secondly, it goes out to thousands upon thousands of people, so it's not wasted on one person's ear. It didn't sound very well. I know if you say, well, one person isn't a waste. Well, yeah, that's a good point, but it really is because you can take your effort and go out and help one person, or you can take your effort and go out and help thousands of people. I prefer to help thousands of people if possible, although I used to help people one-on-one. So let's get started. First question comes out here. And by the way, I have not uh, asked anybody to use this these personal emails so in most cases unless they tell me you can go ahead and use it i just leave the names out and you can believe whether or not they're real or not i guarantee you that they're all real emails so let's just get into it said uh first person hello dell love your show couple questions first one is how exactly were you able to purchase property using your credit cards i have many credit cards and i am really interested in the strategy normally the title company will accept wire transfers or bank checks how do you convert your credit limit into what or whatever bank checks? Three or four levels of information here. First of all, this was done back in 87 when I first started. At that time, you could get credit card offers in the mail almost every day if you had good credit. At one point, I accumulated 50 credit cards. I just They'd send them to me. I'd accept them. They'd send it to me. I'd accept them. I, I'd had two or three different discovers, you know, 10, 15 different visas and MasterCards and American Expresses in my name and in company names and wherever, whenever they'd send me something. 
back then also, most of them would lend you money for no interest for 60, 90, or even 180 days. No interest, some of them no payments for 180 days. Really just were pushing getting money out there. I saw that as an opportunity to use that money. And the way I did it was I would go and get a cash advance from these people. They said, do you want a cash advance? I said, yes, I want a cash advance. And so they'd give me the whatever amount of money, the 10000 or 20000 or whatever they would give me on the cash advance or 5000 And I would just take the money, put it in the bank. Then when I went to go buy houses, the money was in the bank. So the bank then would send the title company the money and it would look legit. Now, over the years, they've got, they frowned on this type of double leveraging. So they start looking for seasoning of the money. How long has the money been in your bank account? So it's very possible if you just pull, tried to pull this off today, you put the money in the bank, they're going to go, no, this is borrowed money. You can't borrow money to put down payment. You have to show you have money before you can do this. So I don't think it works as well anymore. Secondly, you got to watch your debt to income ratio. I had, oh, I think about $70,000 a year income at my job, but I had no, no bills. I was a single male bodybuilder. We did nothing. I had, I had a house note for my condo, about 400 bucks a month, and a car note, maybe 200 bucks a month, and that was it. I had no real debt. So when I loaded these credit cards up, it didn't push my debt-to-income ratio out of line at all. So I was able to get away doing it. Now, interestingly enough, okay, as I stopped using this technique, at one point, an opportunity occurred that was unbelievable. Guy had an apartment across the street from an apartment I owned, and he had bought it and renovated. Now, the guy was an engineer, and this proves out a lot of my theories in life. The guy was the University of Houston's dean of engineering. So he knows everything about engineering, right? So he buys this apartment complex, which is a piece of garbage in a poor part of town, and he does this multi-million dollar renovation on the, on the property. Everything is brand new from the studs out, new electrical boxes, new glass windows, new flooring, new appliances, new walls, new roof, new everything, brand new. And I owned one across the street that everything was old. Yet this guy was such a good engineer that made him a terrible business person. Being a professor, he had no idea how to run a business and his rents were $100 a month less than mine. So. He then turned around after he put all this cash into it. He bought it cash and renovated it. He turned around and got it to appraise for $1.5 million and borrowed out half, not wanting to take out all the money, took out only half of the money, about $750,000, and put debt on there. The mistake he had made was he put non-recourse debt that could not be paid off. It had a prepayment penalty. We'll go with that for right now, but it's actually a very special kind that's very expensive to get rid of. And so he, at some point, wasn't doing well with the property. It was about 80%, 75 to 80% occupied. I was 100% occupied. His rents were $100 a month less than mine. And my property was a piece of garbage. His was in perfect condition. So I finally convinced him to sell, but he tried to sell it first. He put it on the market and tried to sell it for the a million five that it appraised for, but he could not sell it because you couldn't get rid of the loan. So to buy this thing, you had to assume the $725,000 loan and put $725,000 down. And nobody was willing to do that. I mean, it was such a small property, it's only 68 units, that nobody was going to buy a property like that was going to put 50% down. They just, it's not the, not the right fit. So I came along and talked to the guy and talked to the guy and talked to the guy. And I finally convinced him, I said, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will assume your loan so you don't have to pay this $500,000 worth of defeasance. That's what it's called, defeasance. And basically, defeasance says you've got a 30-year loan, 
or a 10-year loan, it's probably a 10-year loan with 30-year amortization. If you get out of the loan, if you pay the loan off, we still get all the interest we would have earned over that 10-year period. It would have cost him so much, he would have lost everything. So I, I convinced him, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll eat the defeasance with you in half. I will assume the loan of $725,000, and I will put $325,000 down, which puts me in at $1,100,000. You lose $400,000 on the back end, and uh, I have to come up with $325,000 on the front end type of a deal. Finally, he agreed to it just to get out from underneath of it. And remember, he had gotten the loan to get his money back from doing the rehab and everything and buying and rehabbing and so forth. So he didn't really lose 400000 He lost 400000 with presumed equity that he couldn't get out. The money, he didn't actually put it in because he didn't really have anything in the deal anymore. As we went into the deal, I assumed the loan. Now, the part that was interesting was I went across the street to the bank, which is now Wells Fargo, but back then was, I think, First Bank, and I, I pulled out 27 credit cards, and I said, I want to put $327,000 on these 27 credit cards. And the bank teller, little girl, her eyeballs popped out of her head, and she went and got the head teller, and the head teller couldn't believe it. And I said, let me talk to the president. So the president of the bank comes out. We sit down and we chat, and I said, look, here's what I'm doing. I'm borrowing this money on these credit cards because they're letting me have the money for no interest and no payments for six months. I had, he says, well, what happens when you start making payments? I said, well, the payments, the interest is only 4% or less on all these cards, even if I have to make the payments. But secondly, and even more important, I have 27 other credit cards that I can put this money off onto. They'll let me have another six months with no payments. When we come back, I'll explain to you how the whole thing worked out. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. People think getting rich is a quick thing that there's a secret that it's going to happen overnight and that they just don't know it and they've made bad decisions along the way. And this is a guy that's 49 years old. He says, I feel like I'm priming for a perfect midlife crisis. I know I need to go all in on one or the other, but I need advice on the next several steps. I'm listening to you several months now and called to discuss with LU member on the financial classes available. Then learned I would ultimately be investing in either residential or multifamily, needing anywhere between ten dollars and $50,000. I don't know if I could, should leave now or wait until we establish ourselves, which could take years. What this gentleman really needs to do a self-assessment. The very fact that he lives in a $380,000 home and doesn't have but five dollars or $10,000 to spend to invest, you have to ask yourself, why? If I was him, the first thing I'd do is sell the $380,000 house, take the $200,000 and put it in a savings account, take five dollars or $10,000 and buy myself another home to live in that's a size we can afford. Then I'd take whatever's left of that $200,000, let's say $150,000 of it, and I'd start buying single-family houses. Not going to make you rich quick, but he's only 49 years old. I'm 64. That gives him 15 more years. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I'm telling a story. Um someone asked me about, which is how I purchased uh, real estate with credit cards. And I'm in the middle of a story right now where taking 27 credit cards to the bank and asked the bank to cash out $327,000 in uh, cash advances. And uh, they were hesitant to do so. The bank president didn't like the idea. And then I pulled out a spreadsheet and I said, look, I've got 27 cards here and I've got the date when that card is going to start charging me payments and interest. I've, in lieu of that, got an additional card because I had 50 credit cards. I had another card that would allow me to come in and transfer that balance off of that card to, to another card and get another six months of no payment and no interest. And I was just going to go back and forth like this and back and forth like this until I paid off all the cards with the cash flow from the property because the property was making a lot of money, and especially after I raised the rents $100 a unit because the rents were too low. So I did this and put the money in the spreadsheet and... The banker said, Dell, why are you going through this? Why didn't you just ask me to borrow the money? And I said, well, because you would have charged me money to do so. And I said, how much would you charge me if I borrowed from you? He goes, about 9%. I go, do you not understand this is no interest and no payments for six months? The average interest charged after the payments start was 4%. So somewhere as high as six, somewhere as high as one and two. I said, it's not even close. And so I went through this. They gave me the money. I assumed the loan and put the down payment down, turned the place around, and eventually paid the credit card. So if I went back to the bank president, I said, let's have lunch. And I said, look, I just wanted to show you. I borrowed all that money, and I paid it all off. And he said, look, let me do this for you. Now, this is a true story, guys. He said, let me give you lines of credit you can use in the future so you don't have to go to the credit cards. I said, okay, well, what can you do for me? He said, well, I'll give you prime minus one and a half, which took the, the interest down to 4%. He said, so I'll lend you. I said, how much will you lend me? He said, well, you have eight companies. I'll lend you $100,000. I'll give you a line of credit of $100,000 for each of the eight companies you own. And I'll give you a personal line of credit for $100,000, just as personal line of credit. So basically, it was $900,000 line of credit at 4% interest. From that point on, I never had to worry about money ever again. I had all the money I could ever use because I could get the mortgage and I could get the down payment on my lines of credit. Now, you have to understand, I have perfect credit. I've been doing real estate for many years now, and this probably occurred after I've been doing it for, who knows, five to 10 years already. I have perfect bill-paying history and reputation. So in this case, and plus one other point you have to understand, which I think is relevant, is that I had cash and I could have gotten more cash because I had other real estate deals that had tons of equity. I could have just go 
and borrowed the money against those other properties. I could have cross-collateralized it. I could have done it. I just wanted to do this as a way of proving to the conventional banking system that their system doesn't work very well and that the non-conventional financing is out there and can be used if you understand it. Now, I will say this to you. This is one of those things I say, don't try this at home. <laughs> because again, I already was very good at running real estate, so I knew I didn't have any downside for bad properties. And I already had money and I had lots of equity. So I was not taking the kind of risk it sounds like. It was really more of a stunt to prove myself both to the Lifestyles members, so I had a story to tell, but also to the banks to prove to them I knew how to understand and control money. Second part of her question is, you mentioned a $2 million deduction from your apartment complex on the 2019 return, if I remember correctly. If it's due to depreciation, that's subject to recapture, so in a sense, you're just deferring the tax, but not avoiding it totally correct. Couple things. Number one, I think the story that you're referring to is when I bought a Class A property in the first year, I got $1.2 million deduction because Trump had just changed the law. And we got accelerated depreciation off the first year, and I got $1.2 million worth of write-offs. And it was based on depreciation. And yes and no, you're right and you're not right that that's only temporary. It's temporary until you sell the property. Well, the property I bought, I don't intend on selling. I'm leaving it to my family. It's going to be a legacy. It's going to pay for everybody in my family to live for the rest of their lives. That's how profitable this thing is. And it's not going to get sold. Secondly, the ones I have sold, you can 1031 the losses forward into another property and not pay that. And you can 1031 forward over and over and over again until you die. And when you die, unless they change the tax law, which, by the way, Biden's trying to do, unless they change the tax law, then you don't pay taxes on any of that depreciation. Your family receives your asset in a stepped-up basis, meaning all that tax that you owe on all that stuff that you put off, depreciation, so on and so forth, boom, just disappears. So you're a little right, but not really. And maybe more right if Biden has his way with the law. But at this point, no, you could get away with not ever paying it. I won't pay it in my lifetime because I'm not going to sell the property. Next thing, then real estate investing is not as attractive as it sounds in terms of being able to claim lots of depreciation deduction because you have to pay tax on those amounts at some point in ordinary rate. No, you don't. You're wrong again. When you bring back and if you decide to recapture you're going to recapture at a rate of 25%. That's called 1250 return, 1250 recapture. And I'm basically, in all of my businesses and the money I make in the 41 to 42, 43% tax bracket. So if I were to recapture this depreciation, I'd only recapture it at 25%, where if I would have just earned it, it would have got dumped into my 41, 42, or 43% tax bracket. So it is a tax reducer, even if it's not a tax eliminator. Again, during the period we're building wealth, we're not paying taxes on that money. And that makes a big difference. To so say, well, now that's in the concept of the 401k. No, in the 401k, you pay the taxes on the money. Up front for Social Security and Medicare, we don't pay any Social Security and Medicare, and the income taxes are deferred. But the problem is, they're deferred without you get any cash flow. So you're not really making any money. In real estate, we're actually getting cash flow. So if I make $100,000 a month in cash flow from my real estate, I'm not paying taxes on that $100,000 a month because of depreciation. Where if you're making $100,000 a month in your 401k, you're not paying taxes because you're not getting the $100,000 a month. 
in which case I don't think you probably make a hundred grand a month in your 401k either. So that's the other thing about real estate. We can use leverage where your 401k can't. And because of leverage, we can make a lot of money instead of just a little money. So answer my friend, many of your questions were good questions, but misdirected. It's not just the money, it's the lifestyle. Here's Dell Wamsley. The next email says, Dell, I'm planning on coming to the two-day this year, but I have no savings, and I'm curious if cashing out with a refi is a good way to get started. My wife and I make 140 grand a year combined. We bought our house years ago for 345,000, and currently comps are selling for 650 to 700,000 in North Austin. And with that small amount of income, they bought a $345,000 home that is now worth $700,000. At 80% loan to value, we could pull out 170,000 or so. With the cost of Lifestyles membership, could one expect to retire starting with $130,000 to invest at multifamily? Or do you think single family would be better for us? They got $140,000 a year income, which means they live on probably $100,000 a year. And they're trying to replace that with $170,000 of investment capital. It's just not going to get there very quickly. It's going to take six years, five to six years for these people to get to that $140,000 a year combined income they're trying to cover. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Oh, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're doing the mailbag. I got an interesting email sent into the office here, and um, I'm going to try to make some sense out of it, maybe help somebody with it, maybe not, maybe just irritate somebody who seemed like a nice enough person, but they sent me an email that started out very nice and then got interesting as to what the point really was behind the email. I'm going to read it to you. I'm not going to tell you who it came from. It says, Dell, I do not always listen to your program, and partly due to the fact that it's almost always about real estate and how to become rich. Now, think about that. I don't listen to your show, but I think it's necessary for me to send you an email, Dell, and tell you I don't listen to your show. Why? Because your show is about exactly what you say it's about real estate and getting rich. I don't know. You tell me. Goes on, next sentence. Rich is not always financial. Okay. I get that. Goes on and says, yesterday, November 24th, you started a different direction. That was the best program I heard you do since started listening. Okay. I don't know what I did on that day, but I'm assuming is that I was talking about this balance in life, which by the way, I always talk about the balance in life. And I talk about balance disruption so that you can end up becoming rich. And this guy is saying rich is not important. That's his point, which means he's not rich. If he were rich, it would be important. But if you can't become rich, then rich has to be rationalized as not important. Because you can love your family. You could love your wife, your kids. You could love all your family. You could love your neighbors. You could love your country. You could be as healthy as it can be. But rich doesn't take away from any of that. Rich just adds to all of it. If you're a really good person, money helps you become a good person to more people. If you're a bad person, money becomes a bad thing. And if we listen carefully, I'm going to show you where he's going with this. He said, that was the best program I ever heard you do since starting listening. Personally, real estate has always been an interest since I watched my dad do it in his own way. In other words, not my way. He worked in his business, and listen carefully, as he took advantage of people and their finances. There you go. 
His dad worked in his business, and he took advantage of people. And this gentleman despises real estate or despises what we do, or he despises rich people because he associates rich people with taking advantage of people and their finances, which isn't the case. In very few instances, unless you're of certain nationalities. Now, there are some nationalities in this world, and we all know who they are, we don't need to mention them, that it is stealing is the way of doing business. Steal patents, steal ideas, steal theories, steal money. That's just the way the rest of the world works. Almost all of these third world nations work that way. And so if you are of that nationality format and your parents grew up preaching, stealing, and taking advantage of people, then, of course, you're not going to like being rich. I take the honest approach to life and set my own path. In other words, I'm not following my dad around stealing from people. I may be a little shy, a little naive, and a little gullible, but I believe in honesty and truth and trust people until they prove otherwise, which is a complete piece of crock. Because if you believe in people and trust people, you're going to get ripped off every single time. Yes, you are naive. Yes, you are gullible. And Shy has nothing to do with it. The bottom line is, if you believe that everybody's good and, and until proven wrong, you're going to get killed in any business. you got to go with what Ronald Reagan said. Trust with verification. So I'm going to verify your credit before I let you live in my place. I'm going to verify your rental history. I'm going to verify your debt to income ratio. I'm going to verify you have a job. I'm going to make sure you're this person you say you are. His thought, I'll just believe them. Because that's what good people do. We believe liars and criminals. And when they break into our stores and rob all of our stuff, we say to ourselves, they need the stuff more than we do. And that's why we let them just continue to rob and steal and pillage. That's the democratic way of seeing things. I'm a leader, not a follower. And always have been. I may not be a president, a CEO, or any other high position in government, but I've always run my own business. So... When you work in your business and you own your business, then what are you? You're a slave to your business. Are you really a leader when you are the leader of only you? If you're not a CEO, you're not a president, you're not someone of power, of importance, are you really a leader? No. I don't see that as being a leader just because you've got two or three employees that are minimum wage workers. Or even if... You're very good at one thing. I think he says he's an IT guy. And so he's got 10 IT guys under him or whatever. That's still not a leader unless you were the leader in the industry of being IT. But it's irrelevant because he's emailing me, a leader of men forever, and saying, I don't think it's important to be a leader. But I'm one. I want you to know that. I know I have 47 years of experience and continue to learn and research more and more every day. Last thing, I take care of my health, diet, and being a vegetarian, I do not smoke, drink, or do any drugs. I believe the day you stop learning is the day you're dead. Thank you for your time and your program. Hey, you know what? That's good stuff. I'm glad he's healthy. That's good. I'm glad he doesn't smoke or drink. That's even better. Right? And a lifelong learner is always a good thing. So, sir, I really appreciate your email to me, and I don't really understand why you sent it. I don't know what your real point was, other than, hey, I don't want to do what you're telling me, 
because my dad was a crook. That's all I could make out of it. Somebody wrote me, hey, uh, my bank is changing my interest rates. Is that happening to you? Yes. About a year and a half ago, I was telling you guys about how I had tens of millions of dollars in savings accounts at about an, up to about a 1.5% interest that I'd gone from getting away from Wells Fargo, who was only giving me like 16% of 1%, you know, like 0.16 of a percent. And I got it all the way up to 1.5. Well, then interest rates started dropping, and that came back, 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 back. And now most of my savings accounts are about a half a percent. Well, I got an email yesterday from Customers Bank saying, we're lowering you from half a percent to 0.35%. So yes, interest rates are coming down. So I saw this come back down from 1.5% interest down to this half percent interest, and I saw my cash flow from savings shrivel radically. So what did I do? I went out and bought seven more pieces of real estate over the last year and a half during this interest decline, and now I have, right now, probably five times more income from my savings than I have ever had. Comparatively, I think I'm just going to say a half a percent interest on 20 million is like about 10,000 a month, but these seven new real estate deals are earning me 70,000. So $20 million worth of cash earns me 7,000. Seven deals that I bought earned me 70,000 a month. And you can see why cash and interest and CDs and bonds just is not a way to retire. You can't retire on CDs, savings accounts, or bonds anymore. It just isn't going to work out for you. Next email, a guy sent me, he said, Dell, you asked where Jeff McCone was. Long story short, Jeff McCone is the seminar I went to who was lying to people, and I got in a verbal altercation with him. And when I walked out, 200 people walked out of the seminar with me, and we started Lifestyles Unlimited. Jeff McCone is now in Florida. He's old as I am, and uh, his son-in-law shot him and almost killed him, shot him six times, almost killed him. Vengefulness, and this guy was known for infomercials. He's the king of the infomercial, and that's why I was there. I went to an infomercial, and I went to a seminar. Uh, unfortunately, his seminars didn't live up to his infomercials, and, uh, but he made a lot of money doing what he did, and now he lives in a mansion down in Florida somewhere. And if you want to look him up, it's Jeff McHone, M-C-H-O-N-E, and uh, you, can, you can look him up and see what he has to say about himself. All I know is that when I went to a seminar, it was so much hooey-pooey that I got in a fight with him, and I walked out, and 200 people walked out with me, and that was the beginning of and the genesis of Lifestyles Unlimited. I said, you know what? Dave Dodato, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, The Milans, Ron LeGrand, Carlton Chief, Robert Kiyosaki, and Donald Trump all have these seminars that lie to people. I'm going to be one that does it. Del Wamsley on how to live the lifestyle. I'm looking at this money. If I leave it in the IRA, I don't have any cash flow. If I take it out of the IRA, I pay taxes. You don't really have that money until you take it out of that IRA. It's not yours. It belongs to the IRA, which is a government-held entity saying that we're holding your money for you until you decide to pay us taxes. Now, if you want to let that money become larger, then we'll let you go ahead and let it become larger within the IRA so that when you get ready to pay taxes, you pay more taxes. You take it out a little bit at a time, invest it a little bit at a time, and you take the hit a little bit at a time and not jack your tax bracket up a large amount. That's a possible way to do it, right? What if your boss came to you today and said, Bob, I'm going to give you a $50,000 bonus this month. Would you say, sir, please don't do that because you're going to jack my tax bracket up. It's going to mess me up bad. Okay, but Bob, I was going to give you 100000 this year, 50000 now, 50000 in the year. Please, boss, do you know how bad that would mess up my tax bracket? Now think about it that way and then you'll see how stupid it is to worry about taking the money out of the IRA.
We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Walmsley. Welcome back to the Del Walmsley Radio Show. Today we're doing the mailbag, and uh, I've got another email here. It states, I joined due to my best friend from high school, just joined, blank and blank. I don't want to give out people's name if I haven't got permission. From Northeast Houston, they were convinced by their nephew, blank, and he was on the rehab side when he and his realtor wife joined. Their their seven-figure times two success has all of us changing our strategy. So let me hear, read this to you again. Their seven-figure success times two. Two times they've made seven-figure returns. So just for those who don't know what seven figures are, that's million-dollar returns. So two times they made a million-dollar return has changed our strategy from small business and trading options to concentrating on passive, being passive. I've gone backwards, lost $50,000 in 11 months, so I'll be right behind the Joneses as far as I started my first deal with may start with the house or two when I go to passive and so on. So what I think he's saying here is that he was trading options and doing other small business deals that lost him. I've gone backwards $50,000 in 11 months. So I am going on to passive investing. I have lots of information to learn and money to line up, but appreciate the interest in all of us. Hopefully I have answered all your questions needed. Feel free to reach out to me. All right, so again, the reason I pulled this one out was I just wanted you to get it. Okay, here's a guy whose friend made a million dollars twice in two deals while he was trying to trade options and lost 50,000 bucks. So I mean, it's, that's got to be kind of painful really i would think talking to your friend and seeing the difference so maybe that's a good thing uh, this one the guy said don't give out any of my details of my family life here it's a big long email and it's always interesting when people want to give you their whole life story but i don't even know what the need for the full life story is so i'm just going to leave it out because he asked me not to put it in Otherwise, I'd go through it and we'd try to figure it out, what it really is he's trying to say, just like we do with the other guy. It says, I need your help. I've been listening to your show for about five years, but have only recently been able to set aside 25000 bucks. Is this enough to get started with single-family homes? Could I get even one house with that amount? Maybe even more. Where do I start? The answer is absolutely you could buy one house with that. You might even be able to buy two houses with that, depending on if you bought the right deals. Okay, because we use hard money lending, we can go out and buy them at a steep discount and then do the rehab with the hard money lending and refinance out and not have very much in the deals. Used to be able to put nothing into these deals. The deals are not as good as they used to be. And so now you still have to come out of pocket. We tell people in the seminar the average is about 25000 bucks a deal. Again, we just do that so people aren't dejected when they come out and have to pay that much. But the reality is I've seen deals far less than 25,000 bucks. This is an interesting statement right here. I'm gonna try to say it in a way it won't give away enough of the guy's information that I'm not doing what he wanted. He says, I'm self-employed, I own my own job, which means I really have 25 different jobs. There we go again. There's, remember the guy in the last email was saying, hey, I'm the boss. Well, you're the boss of 25 people called yourself. He says, if I don't work, I don't get paid. So no days off, and I've gone years without a vacation. I just can't keep this life of hard labor and quiet desperation. I just turned 46 on blank, and I have been working in the 
blank company business with my parents starting for past 42 years. My mother passed away 20 years ago. My father retired 30 years ago. So he took on his family business. And it's very, very labor-intensive business. I don't want to say what it is because it might give away enough information somebody listening could figure out who it is. Says he's getting married, and that gets real personal, so that would be easy to figure out. I'll leave that out. He lives in North Dallas, and I'm not able to take days off, and I couldn't make the expo, miss the expo, and I don't really know how to get started. The way is join up to the regular membership. We have specials all the time, very inexpensive. And then take the four-day class. We have it set up to where you can take two full days Saturday and Sunday and get it done right away. Or you can take a Wednesday night, Thursday night, two weeks in a row. Take four hours Wednesday, four hours Thursday, four hours Wednesday next week, four hours Thursday. And I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, might be Thursday and Friday. I've never taken it that way. But it's available that way. And worst case scenario, we have videos of it that you can get your hands on and watch. It's better if it's live. You know, when we do it, in the four-day format, it's live somewhere, but it's being videotaped, and you can ask questions because you are really still in a live environment. The two-day one's live, and there, there is videotape for that, too, but again, it's live. But then there are videotapes that you can just watch it. So get the information and get out there and get started. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about how he got started, and he got his first two red houses done. And what happens is he, he's like a 125% return. And yet he's looking at me and saying, you know, this is moving a little slower than I wanted it to. I've got to figure out how I can make this thing work faster. I said, you did two deals. You made 125% return on both deals. Just do two more deals and then four more deals and six more deals. But he didn't seem to want to go in. He kind of wanted to go up to multifamily and thought that uh, it would be quicker that way. He had done two good single-family deals. Hey, you know, you have what you have because of what you do. And... You figure out the process that works best for you and your family, and you do it. But one thing to keep in mind is the level of success that the top people lifestyles have is based on the fact that they keep doing more, and they grow their business. And then at some point, you don't work in the business anymore because you have enough business to let it run itself. Del Wamsley offers some tips on a better lifestyle. Even as independent as you are, when you own and work in your own business. If you stop working, you're right back to where you were if your boss cut you off. If you don't get up and go to work, you're not gonna earn any money. And so you need to learn how to become interdependent. Now, even after you become interdependent, you're going to start working on something called mastery. Mastery is something that is so different than just doing. When you master something, you are going to be able to anticipate and eliminate all of the problems that would normally occur to the guy just trying to work his way through something. You're in front of the problems, not behind the problems. You've got the thing figured out so well that when you start a new business, it's nothing. Remember always, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. 
Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.